Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire, episode 360. Today is Thursday, January 4th, 2024. Um, we got an exciting show. Guys, if you're listening on Spotify, make sure to follow the Elijah Fire podcast there because uh, that is another way you can listen to this show. We always drop usually by the following morning. Sometimes Mariah is quick. She's like quick on the draw and she uploads the videos later after we air them live. Um, but she has until the morning and we always upload them by the next morning. Uh, and then we do five shows a week. So that's a lot of Elijah Fire content and you can listen to it on the go. So uh, make sure to rate the Elijah Fire podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you guys listen to podcasts, that'll really help us out. So, all right, guys, we're going to, we're going to dive on in because we have a lot of, we have a lot of material. Um, we got a lot to talk about today. Um, and this is an exciting time of year. Uh, the tail end of the previous year, the start of the new year, this is where um, God is downloading sweet revelation to the saints. And so all, a lot of our guests lately have been sharing what they've been hearing for 2024. And it's a really exciting time. You know, I know it's been really encouraging. Sometimes it's been, oh man, okay, we got to, we got to, we got to kind of shoulder this thing, but we're not alone, um, whatever it is. But I, I, I feel a lot of hope. Um, I know there's a lot of people, a lot of us, myself included, I've been going through a lot uh, in 2023. Um, for me, it was like 2023, 2022, some of 2021. Some of you guys, I was reading the comments saying all the way back to like 2020, 2019. And my heart really goes out to you guys. Um, but I really do think that there are a lot of good things in store for us. It feels that, to me, in a lot of ways, it feels like the final charge. So, uh, But we'll talk a lot about a lot of this stuff with my amazing guest today. She's a prophetic voice, justice fighter. Flight attendant extraordinaire and just an all-around fantastic human being. And she is also the founder of the Sierra Cares Foundation. Let's give it up for our guest today. You know her, you love her, Andrea Hobart. Andrea Hobart, welcome Hello. back to Light Your Fire. Hello, Jeff, and happy birthday to you. And just a few days past. And happy birthday, Jesus. And happy birthday, Jesus. Happy birthday, 2024. Yes. Happy, you know, happy new year, everyone. Yes. I'm so glad to be back with you and thank you so much for having me on today. Yeah. It's going to be good. And what a, what a uh, introduction, justice fighter, flight attendant extraordinaire. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know what? Uh, that is, thank you for that. Who would have thought like you could be a justice fighter and a flight attendant yeah. or a uh, podcast broadcast host. Extraordinaire. You can. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm so glad to be here. And yeah, we're kicking off this new year. It's day four of 2024. And it's the year of the open door. And Revelation 4 is the open door that stood. And we're going into that door. Whether yeah. it feels like it or not, this is really the start of that. And mm. I'm super excited about it. Yeah, I feel like. I, I, for me, it, if I can, I've been thinking a lot in terms of like battle mm -hmm. tactics and 
you know, uh, I've been getting into the mindset of like strategy and things like that. And um, it, to me, it feels like, like a, like a, like, like a big assault on a stronghold. Like, you know, like you've, you've assessed the threats, you've uh, surveyed all the obstacles you're going to face. And now it's time to execute the operation. And you're like, let's do this, you know, and that's the way 2024 feels for me. Um, And like we serve the God of the impossible. We serve the alpha and the omega. Um, And so if you are on his side, by default, that means victory. And I think that I feel a surge of hope in that knowing that God is for us. Oh my gosh. So, yeah. Yes, that's so true. I'm so glad you said that. It is like almost, we have to think of it a little bit like we're in a superhero movie mm-hmm. because it has been so dark. Um, and you know what? It's I, We see the signs of that darkness all around us, but we're seeing signs that God is actually doing things personally and on a national scale, even like right now, today. All of a sudden, things are sort of happening that have been a long time in coming. Um, But yeah, and I just want to wish everybody again, Happy New Year to you. And this Christmas, you know, we're coming right out of this Christmas season, which if you think, think about it, the, it, it just, it blows me away that the very purpose of Christmas was for the Lord to bring Jesus into the earth. Mm -hmm. And even that was like the, greatest epic film you could ever imagine. Mm -hmm. And it started back, we talked about this before, but it started back um, at the whole Bible, actually, and even before then. But there was this intentional plan of God. And there's an intentional plan for every one of you. And there's an intentional plan for our nation. But like it looked all throughout the Bible, even up to the birth of Jesus. And when it happened, I mean, that was a miracle beyond miracles. When Mary was given Jesus in her womb. But can you just imagine what she felt like? And yeah. I, I, our other, other guests have shared on this, but just imagine like that is a very, God brought his son into the earth in such a hidden way. But even when that was prophesied in Isaiah 6, 8, it was um, Isaiah heard the Lord say, who will go for us? Whom can we send? They looked for someone. And Isaiah couldn't even stand up and acknowledge God because he was in the fear of the Lord. So the seraphim came from the altar and brought that coal to Isaiah's lips. And he said, here am I, send me, I will go. And in that moment, it just so shows a picture of God's plan with us, even announcing his son being born, because that's what Isaiah did in Isaiah in the passages after that. He announced the sign of Emmanuel that would come. And then he announced the birth of Jesus that would come. Mm-hmm. And then when all it led down to Mary giving birth, he even used a woman, he used man to bring that birth to life. Yeah. So when we say uh, God can do things even without us, I believe that he can su- supernaturally come and in- invade our time and space, rescue yeah. people. But his ultimate plan, the mystery of it is so beautiful, is that he he first created man in his own image. 
And this plan of God to save our nation and save the world still involves us with him. But yeah, yeah. I think some of you, you know, we just had Christmas. Uh, there's been a lot going on. I know even um, just in so many of our personal lives and uh, our nation, there's been such a battle. But just like when Jesus was born, God did it in a hidden way because the enemy wanted to kill Jesus. And he's doing it in a hidden way with a lot of us. And that means for some of you that your uh, promises in life, it's like, how can I even crawl out of what I'm in? How can I get to where I see myself? How can I get to that promise? Like, it looks impossible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That happened with Mary. I mean, I just think about that and Joseph. And this whole thing was so hidden and planned. And it took people that were listening for the prophecies. They knew to look to the stars. They knew to seek out and find this king of kings that was going to be born. But still, it fooled the enemy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It did. And that's going to fool the enemy with a lot of our lives. And he's doing that with our nation. Mm-hmm. Big time. Big time. Yeah, well, I, 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 I don't know. I, I keep th- thinking back to in the Gospels when um, Jesus is talking about the suffering he's going to endure, and he's like, "Do you mm. not think I could? Do you not think I can't call angels right now and have them like?" And it, it, to me, it's just like that's such a power move of like, oh, yeah, I am in control of this, even when man thinks that they're in control. God is. God is in control of this and, and he's not, he's never going to be subdued by, by man, by man's efforts. And the same is reflected in our lives too. And that's why I really feel like now isn't a time for despair. It's a time for hope. And, and um, I've been thinking a lot about just, I know there's a lot of people right now who uh, feel like their mind is an absolute battlefield right now. There's a lot of lies. Satan's trying to slow people down. He's trying to, and um, I just feel this fire within me to, cause I'm not, I am not immune to that as well. You guys, um, that's something that lies get thrown at me all day. And I have an opportunity to either listen to those lies or not. Mm-hmm. And I really feel like this is a word for everybody, but, Every everyone, but this is a time for for hope. It's not a time for despair. And who whose lies are are we going to listen to the lies? Or are we going to listen to the truth? And and um, yeah, I just feel like Satan is really attacking people's minds right now. And um, we need to be really vigilant. I'm just like, no, I'm going to hold to the truth, even when it feels like it's the lie, because the truth is feeding a wound in my flesh right now that needs healing. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I felt like saying that someone, someone needed to hear that. Yeah, that is powerful because it's back to that militant stature we mm-hmm. need right now. We are literally in the most epic battle of good versus e- evil. And I think when we realize that God actually needs us, yeah, we understand that that's why lies come and that's why hits come. And then ultimately, God is going to use all of that in us. But he is so outside of all of this that although although that there's pain and, and things and lies that hit us and, uh, you know, honestly, just part of life, just 
comes and maybe we're not feeling like, ah, I just missed it. I'm sometimes the perfectionism thing can hit and you haven't started what you wanted to start, or maybe you just are disappointed in something, but ultimately like there is a force of God. Right. And it's so revelation for, and that's the, the revelation of the open door. And this, I think is just like, no matter what, this is God. And yes, God, he, uh, he's close to the brokenhearted. He hears our cry, but in Revelation 4, you know, the very first of this, after this, I looked and there before me was a door standing open in heaven. And the voice I had first heard speaking to me like a trumpet, come up here and I will show you must, what must take place after this. And then down we hear and see the living creatures and the elders just day and night. It says in verse uh, six, each of the four living creatures had six wings and was covered with eyes all around, even under his wings. Day and night, they never stopped saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. And they just kept worshiping him and they laid their crowns at his feet. And I think that to me, what's so amazing is that while we are going through this life, and while we're in this zone uh, personally in our own lives and our zone of what's happening in the world right now, there is a constant stream. It's like a force. I see it like a golden force and it's constantly going and it's in the spirit. And I think that's why even in times when we can't even um, imagine worshiping and praising God in the middle of a trial. Mm-hmm. That is so important because when we do that, we just begin to step in and call in that force, that life force that never ends in heaven, in the spirit. And so it's, it's, it's almost a, it is a contradiction because, um, you know, what I see is, uh, first of all, I want to, I just want to say the title of this message couldn't have been better. Um, we are not going back. And you are not going back. And God uh, says, I believe God is saying that to us. You are going into something completely brand new in every single way. And I heard this probably a month ago. And as I began to think about it, I was headed back to work. I was going to go on a flight. And the Lord just reminded me and said, you are not going back to anything the same. You're not going back to back home the same. You're not going back to work the same. You're not going into the new year the same. It's all going to be completely new. And so we see, you know, when you don't feel that maybe on a, on a day or every day, I feel nothing new. The same things are still facing me. I've got these bills. I've got this family situation. I've got this struggle. I've got this disappointment. You know, we just had Christmas and some, it's so easy to, I mean, all of us have these times and it just doesn't feel like uh, nothing's changed. Mm-hmm. But that's when I believe that we need to tap into that force, this stream of the spirit, where all day, every day, throughout eternity, you know, God sees the end from the beginning. And he sees that we are coming to what we've always been destined to be, what he purposed in the beginning. And how interesting that today's episode is episode 360. And it says you're not going back. Well, a 360 sort of would feel like you're going all the way back around, like yeah. you're going back. 
but we're going back to the future. We're going back to what God intended. And no matter what, I'm telling you, there is something right now to believe. Um, there are miracles that actually are happening right now, right in this very moment. There are miracles and breakthroughs that are happening. Mm -hmm. And there are those that went before us that we're going to get to celebrate with as we help bring um, new things about in the earth. You out there are called to bring new things into this earth, new songs, new sounds, new writings, new inventions. You're, you're called to bring actually your new, uh, really your new sound. And our sound is so important because everyone has a sound and everyone has a piece that reflects the Lord in your own unique way. And we would be missing out on it if we didn't have what you carry. Yeah. You are the only one that carries that part, that peace, that sound, and that light of God that you carry. And it, you are the missing piece. And as yeah. you rise up into this peace and place that you're called to, and even this year, as you see and even this open door, God, show me. Show me the, the open door. Let me come in and, and see and taste of it. He will. I, I'm just knowing he's releasing um, just keys, keys for these doors right now. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I do feel like, you know, maybe not so much people watching this, but, you know, I, I live in the Pacific Northwest and there's a lot of people who still are clinging on to mask mandates. Um and, you know, they're in, on an individual base basis um, and you live in California, so I'm sure you see it, too. Um, <laughs> yes. You know, people walking around that still are wearing masks are still like still kind of doubling down on if everybody got the jab, then we would all be able to go back to normal. And so there's this clinging on to the past and this holding yeah. on. And and I think that, you know, I don't think that it's just relegated to wanting things to go back to the way they were pre COVID, which is never going to happen. Um, but I think that that is kind of a picture into where a lot of people are at, where there are people that maybe you're not clinging on to wearing your mask still and waiting for someone to come and tell you, Hey, you don't have to wear your mask anymore. Um, but maybe you're holding on to things that actually have, have died. And, yeah. and God is actually desiring you to move beyond those things. Um, and that you, you're not going back to that thing and, and that it's okay to let go of that thing and move into whatever God has for you now. And it's good. It's, uh, I mean, we move from glory to glory, scripture says, so you're not, God's not going to, you know, he's not going to downgrade you. He's not going to, mm -hmm. it, it, and that's why it's so important to not look at our physical circumstances to determine how successful we are or or how well we're doing um, because God looks at the heart. So whatever it is, and there's some people that need to, you need to let whatever it is that you're holding on to die. You need to let it go. Mm -hmm. And the amazing thing about this is I even am kind of hesitant to say, let it die because there've been a lot of times that I've observed in not just my life, but other people's lives where something they thought was dead they let it go. They surrendered it to the Lord and God actually brought it back 
better than they could have ever made it, you know, by their own efforts. And so I, there's something that Yvonne said last week, and it was a really encouraging message. And um, I've really been, there's been a couple of things she said that have really stuck to me, probably because they really convicted me. Um, and the Lord was talking to her about these things. And I mentioned this yesterday too, but about these things that she uh, was like, okay, well, God, I'm believing you, believing you for this and this and this. And he's like, all these things you don't need me for. Those are things you can do in your own ability. They're just going to take time. Um, and the challenge was really, what are you believing for that only God could do? Some of you, that's healing. Some of you guys, it is a financial miracle. Some of you guys, it's repairing of relationships and on and on and on and on breakthrough in a certain area. Um, and so I think that's like the challenge I really feel like for this year, for all of us is like, what are we believing for? Cause there's a lot laid out in the nation that yeah. needs, there's no doubt about it. God needs to intervene. Yeah. We're beyond man's ability to repair things. We need divine intervention from the Lord, a miracle from heaven. And the same applies to our lives too, of going, God, like, if you're doing that in the nation, then you're going to be doing that on an individual basis as well. So what do you want us to do? Sorry, I'm talking a lot, but I'm I love it. fired keep, up. Keep it. No, keep it. No, Jeff, that's that's totally right on. Yeah. If you have, I please jump in because God's got a message in your heart too yeah. and goes right with this. We're just conversing, you know? This is a conversation. That's, that's what I really wanted it to be. And and even some of the notes that I sent in, there's a lot of things that God is doing and we could so stream several ways. I, I don't know if other people feel this, but I feel like multiple streams that are happening right now. But you know what? The best thing for me would be to have a conversation. Yeah. And I felt like yeah. that. And we were talking before we got on. Um, and yes, Yvonne. I saw part of that segment, mm -hmm. but I was thinking about Yvonne, what she said last year, probably in the fall. I think it was around Rosh Hashanah. She said that some of you, there's going to be a, a it could have been Elijah streams, but I might I think it may have been Elijah fire. She said, there's going to be a um, pruning of relationships. And oh, all yeah. of a sudden I'm certain relationships are not going to be there anymore. It's God preparing yeah. you. And I saw that. I saw that night and day with mm. just different people, you know, and some of it's, it's not the wrong people. It's not that it's bad. Some of it was actually really kind of good friendships and relationships. But mm. I, if it's, if it's ultimately going to block you from where God is steering you and where he's steering these other people, we have to realize that sometimes things just don't make sense. But right. if we looked at that bigger right. picture down the road, we're like, oh my gosh, that's why God did that. Mm -hmm. And even Mary and Joseph, you know, back to the whole Christmas thing. That looked really weird. Sketch. And it's like, <laughs> okay, God, you just met me with a miracle and put mm -hmm. this son in me. Yeah. And we're going to do this. And this is the king of kings. And it was the biggest miracle, but still it was hidden. And I'm sure, you know, there's got to be something. What am I doing? This doesn't make sense. It won't make sense to other people. Now, all these years later, we're looking back on this and see what came out of it. But some of you are in that place too, where you, it just totally doesn't make sense where you're at or what you've been through, mm. or maybe even in your job. 
you know what? God is going to use that every single place where you've been standing. Even if you feel like you've been failing, God is with you. Mm -hmm. And this Christmas, we were speaking earlier about just our Christmas time. And I was so thankful. Um, My parents came from Washington State and were here in California. Got to be with family and see, um, just have, just really like family time. And I I cherish that because I remember my first Christmas away, I, I was a flight attendant and well, actually the Philippines with YWAM was my first Christmas away. We were oh, there nice. during Christmas. Mm-hmm. And then the second year after that, I was 19 years old and I was in uh, Tokyo on my very first flight ever for Christmas. Wow. And so I have a, had a lot of Christmases away from family, even just in airports, different countries, different cities. Um, and, you know, part of that was like, I love Christmas. I grew up having a big family Christmas, tons of cousins. Mm-hmm. But so many times I, I remember God meeting me at Christmas. And it was like all those years were such a training ground. There was a lot of alone time. And there was a lot of time that honestly, it just didn't make sense. Like I didn't even go to a church for a long time because I couldn't get Sundays off for Mm -hmm. years. So we had, and there wasn't really, I actually really soaked up the Elijah list back in those days. And that was a big part of what just encouraged me. But, but I, my mom and dad were here and my family and we were thinking, we were just remembering on Christmas's past. And my dad, um, it's his birthday today. Happy birthday to Happy my father. Happy birthday, Mr. Hobart. Yes. Yes. And he's the best. His name is Edward. And nice. some call him Prince Edward. Prince and my, Edward. So, yeah. so distinguished. Yes. And my dad is, uh, he is one of my best friends. Mm. Um, I'm very, very blessed to say that. And he's also just been really an encourager of me my whole life. Um, he's He's got such a gift of uh, having the right scripture or the right thing to say. He used to leave notes for my sister and I when we were like in high school and grade Aww. school, slip them under our door. That's that's what's up. What yeah. a good dad. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if this is touching. Maybe there's a reason. But but we were um, just really uh, very blessed this Christmas. And I know the last time I came on Elijah Fire, I touched on the movies. Christmas movies. And one of them was Miracle on 34th Street. Uh And um, in a roundabout way, uh, there were several people that I know that had very big miracles this Christmas. Um, Families getting reunited after we're talking a long time of of some. And also people that had uh, children that were soldiers that were able to come home for Christmas. And then I actually had some amazing things happen that I, I'll will be able to tell at some point. But um, and it's really interesting because this number thirty four, the miracle on thirty fourth Street, that number thirty four is really it it it's important and it's telling in so many ways. And one of the re- things I just looked it up this morning, I thought, what is the meaning of thirty four in the Bible? Because I kept seeing this theme, miracle mm-hmm. on thirty fourth Street. Yeah. And 34, it's associated with with many things, but I think I got this from online BibleWithUs.com. And 34 is associated with naming and dedicating a new person, place, or thing. It represents the Lord's promise of a new beginning 
a fresh start, and a leap of faith. And one of the significant things about 34 was um, Joseph, after he was sold as a slave by his brothers and family, he was 34 years old when he forgave his brothers. And I just thought that sort of was one of the things that stood out as I, I see families, some in the actual natural really being restored right now. And um, Exodus 34 was another one and uh, Psalms 34, actually. And um, but I see that uh, and in both of those Exodus 34 and Psalm 34, it's mentioned that the Lord, uh, he causes those that uh it's Moses's face that turns radiant, that lights up after he sees God, after God goes before him. And then every time he goes to the mountain, he comes back with a radiant face. And there's a part in Psalms 34, and I have it right here. And it's also about, you know, just the the synchrony of the Lord, that he would use the same word in, in both uh, passages. And it, I didn't look it up in other translations, but um, this is Psalm 34, 5. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. So this 34 kept coming around. And then, you know, it's just these miracles, uh, like the miracle on 34th Street. And I just want to interject this because this is something that I noticed after I kept hearing miracle on 34th Street. And this is like back last fall. First of all, I watched the film. I watched both versions of the film. And or rewatch them because I love Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people that went back to watch it too. So I sort of think I started this thing. You started a thing. I, I re I reignited Miracle on 34th Street, but it, it always is at Christmas anyways. So that's not just me, but. Uh-huh. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. But I, I felt to um to sort of, research something. You know, Chris Kringle was put on trial because of his sanity. Um, the whole movie of Miracle on 34th Street, the theme was believe. And what this man stood for was he stood for the children. Mm. And I haven't uh, dug into this a lot, but even over this Christmas, I noticed um, Flyover Conservatives had a, a series and it was about the real Santa Claus. And it was a historian that has studied all kinds of history, but including that. And I thought, okay, I've got to go back to that. But, but this um, whole thing was this man was standing for the children. He was um, believing that he was there to bring joy and it was about Christmas. And ultimately that whole movie was about believing. And in the very end, you know, Chris Kringle was put on trial and the judge was paid off the company, the, that was like, against Macy's that was trying to take Chris Kringle down. They were all trying to kill Christmas and really destroy this man. And I think it relates so much to our president, um, our president 45, that you guys Mm. know who I'm talking about. Donald Trump. Yes. Okay. So we can say his name. Yeah, whatever. So President Trump (laughs) was, uh, his sanity has been attacked. The the reason he's uh, MAGA has even been called a what do they call it like some rebel thing and it's make America yeah, great like again alt right extremism and- so President Trump <laughs> here he is and what has he stood for he stood for the children mm-hmm. and he's fought with his life for the children of this nation the earth and for really the heart of what our nation is and all people 
And so I noticed something. I searched out the film locations for Miracle on 34th Street, the first film and the second film. So 1947 version, which was a couple out, uh, years right after the World War II, and it was this, uh, the movie was not supposed to be a success. Much like It's a Wonderful Life, they kind of had a different title for it. They changed the title. It was sort of a surprise thing. And Maureen O'Hara actually moved back from London, I think, to the United, or Ireland, to the United States to film the movie. So I noticed that the location of the courthouse, um, it's 60 Center, uh, 60 Center Street in New York, New York. And I noticed where President Trump has been on trial in New York. And it's the same location. It's oh, the wow. same location. It's the same courthouse. And to me, you know, there's, uh, I'm sure, lots of other court cases that have been there. But I felt to look it up. I found it, Miracle on 34th Street. And to me, it's a sign that we must keep praying and believing because that movie, remember, it was the people that wrote in and it was the people that got behind him that actually helped in this victory. And the other amazing thing is this year in New York City in Times Square, which is you go walk into Times Square. I've been there at night and I've been there at Christmas time. And it's almost like overwhelming all the lights, you know, dark at night. The lights lighted up like you can't even imagine. There's screens and billboards everywhere. Every single billboard in uh, Times Square this Christmas, just leading up to Christmas, was filled with the nativity scene and the wise men and the shepherds and Mary and Jesus. And it went all around Times Square and was recorded. And if that's not a miracle, no. I don't know what is, because that represents, that means that every billboard, everything that was in charge of that whole area and that whole evening, you know, lots of money comes in for advertising and especially there. And they turned it dark for a moment and then turned the light on. And that was there. So I want to encourage everybody. When was this? This was Christmas. Uh, this, if you look up Times Square uh, nativity scene. This in 2023? I should have put some pictures up of this. So this was in 2023 though? Yes. Yes. Just, just See, last week. Get a load of that, guys. In 2023 in downtown New York. Yes. Like that happened. Yes. You know? I'm just, yes, yes, that's yes. awesome. And by the way, they've even created a whole line at Macy's called On 34th Street because the 34th Street movie was filmed at Macy's, which yeah. is on 34th Street, uh -huh. right near Times Square, which is also right near the courthouse where our president, Trump, has been on trial. So if we can wow. see that God is, first of all, there's things that are happening and there's things that are moving and God is in the middle of all of it. And it's just like our nation. You know, the birth of America in um, 1776, you know, it was a miracle. It was an absolute miracle that uh, our country even came to be in the first place. Oh, yeah. And um, <laughs> yes, if, if you see a clip, feel free to share this one, Illumination, because yeah. that nativity scene was amazing. Can you imagine just being there and seeing um, this city just the, the nativity scene and the birth of Jesus just take over the whole, the whole area. Yeah. Um, but well, what and really quick, just about that. I I've, I've endorsed this book before, but it's been a while. It's a book called 1776 by David McCullough. 
Um, it's M-C-C-U-L-L-O-U-G-H. Uh, he's a historian. Fantastic book. And it's cool because he tells the story of starting in 1776, and it kind of primarily focuses in on George Washington and all of his people, but then it will kind of bounce to like the British side and and them taking Boston and all that went into them taking Boston. And um, it really, it's amazing because he'll also interject in quotes from people of these events. So it feels very immersive. Wow. Like you're just living it out with these people. And, wow. um, and so when they took Boston, they were up on this hill, um, George Washington and all his people. And it was this big operation and they were really low on ammunition. So they, had to get really creative. So they like had these big barrels from their gunpowder and they're like, okay, well we'll fill these up with rocks and we'll just like, so like we'll be up in a hill and we'll just push these barrels filled with rocks down the hill, which is hardcore. But the, when they started attacking the British that were in Boston, you know, most powerful Navy in the world, the British load up in their ships to go over across to the, um, this, this Island where it has a hill on it. They're going to try and take the, um, you know, the, uh, the good guys uh, in this case. Um, and all of a sudden, and they all like, there were multiple accounts. They were like, I have no idea how to wow. explain this other than divine intervention. All of a sudden the wind flipped and pushed against the ship. So they actually couldn't, they were, they were able to go towards the, the Island where the, you know, um, where the George Washington's people were. But all of a sudden, this wind just comes out of nowhere, 180 degrees in the opposite direction, and prevents them from being able to get to the island. And they're like, we have no idea how to explain what happened other than divine intervention. Yes. And I was just like, yeah, man. Like, so it's yes. a really good book, you guys. 1776. All true accounts. Check it out. Yeah. And that's I really wanted to touch on that. So I'm glad you shared that. Um, do we have the picture? Uh, there's one. It is... Um, it's George Washington kneeling the yes. in prayer. Yes, we do. Right and, here. And this was actually the year after 1776. This was the year 1777, as I understand. And it was in the winter. And there was another invasion from the mm -hmm. British coming in. And again, George Washington knelt. And I hope that I am getting uh, dates right on that. But uh, it's, it's uh, again, needed a Christmas miracle. And there is so much history and symbolism related to right now about the divine providence of God leading a leader and president where there would be no other way to have the victory or have our nation without a miracle. Mm -hmm. And in that other one, um, it is the Washington crossing the Delaware. Oh. And that was the night of December 25th through 26th. Yeah. And it was ultimately George Washington's leadership. And the team of all kinds that joined in, there were so many lives lost in, in really saving our nation. Mm -hmm. Lots of lives were lost, but it was uh, his leadership and God's providence. And he, he prayed to God. Our, our country was founded on God. Our founding fathers, when they signed their names on the Constitution, I've been really learning from several different people on this, um, actually really on Truth Social more, about how much of the divine providence of God, uh, just total miracles are what started and birthed our nation. And it's just like 
what I hear the Lord in, in this whole message is just like when uh, Jesus was born. And there had been that plan of God, that hand of God covering and hiding his seed throughout all these, uh, you know, just the fragility and the humanity of man and woman throughout the Bible, but throughout his creation and leading up to that wonderful birth that was the miracle. And it was a miracle, but it came in such a hidden way. And what God did for our nation is there was the fog of war and the Lord even hid uh, hid our leaders and hid George Washington in storms. And he did this again in World War II under General George S. Patton, who also was known as, I think, the first general um, up in the World War II and in the later times to really pray to God and issue prayer over his soldiers and his army. And it, they just knew it was only going to be God that saved our nation in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And in World War II, from that tyrannical regime that was trying to destroy us. But yeah. I, I see that where we're at right now and where we're at, a lot of us in this whole, we're not going back. They couldn't turn back. They couldn't turn back when our founding fathers signed their names. And when they set out to save America, it was all in and mm-hmm. it looked bleak. It was impossible yeah. without God. Oh, yeah. That is where we are right now. And it is the divine providence of God as our nation and as we as a people turn back to God. See, that was a sign in New York that God was magnified on the streets of New York City in this area of wealth and influence near Madison Avenue and Miracle on 34th Street and right near that courthouse where this trial is going on. One of the trials is going on. Mm -hmm. And I see that, you know, God wants to just announce a baby being born again. He announced it through his prophet Isaiah that his baby would be born. And he Mm -hmm. announced it all through the Bible in all kinds of ways. This baby came to literally the Lord. It was it was one way that for some reason he chose to do it since he created man in his image. He chose to come and be be born and live as us to act as us in the earth. An act is also a legal term. Actor and action, it's an act. Some actors, you are actually called to justice. And even your film and entertainment purposes are aligning with the justice of heaven. And that's what you're called to be and do. But that term act, the Lord came and he was born. He actually, and I'm not meaning to uh, lessen the, the sovereignty and majesty of this, He actually broke into our world. He bursted into our dimension on the scene scene to save us. Mm -hmm. He came into our world to live, walk, and teach us, and to die, and then be be resurrected. And it all happened as him coming as us. So we live, and our old nature died. And we were resurrected because of that life of Christ. And only God could be that brilliant. But he was hiding that promise and that uh, saving of us from the enemy. Mm -hmm. He had to do it in this hidden way. And he's doing that with America. And America has been guarded just like the Lord guarded his seed of the Messiah. There has been, I would say, since Jesus and even before he came into the earth, there's been this plan of God bubbling up till now. Because now 
It is God and man together and with him mirroring what he did for us, saving a nation, saving a people. In a hidden way, there have been people hidden behind the scenes and there has been people hidden all around our President Trump. And there has been armies and people and citizens and prayer warriors that that has been some of people are not even known and their names aren't known that have prayed this in. And some of them are in heaven with us right now, including our founding fathers. But what's happening now is we are reclaiming all for God. Mm -hmm. And God is saying, this is a moment we can't go back. You're not going back to anything normal. You're about to see my miracles. Because this nation was born to be a light to the world, just like Jesus. Mm. He hid this nation in the fog of war. He hid the strategy. He had a people that called upon him. Many other nations did too. But the enemy had gotten so... that God had to have a plan for his people in this earth. And America was a huge part of that plan. Mm-hmm. And that is why God breathed on it with his providence. We're going to be trusting him now because he's about to do miracles in our midst. And I just, uh, I just want to say that, you know, uh, America, America is being reborn. This is America born again and a people born again. There are lives being born now. There have been lives taken out just like there were when they signed their names in the beginning and, and the armies, many were lost for this cause. And many were lost in the cause in World War II as well. There was still victory. Our honorable, many honorable people that defeated and pushed back and accomplished so much, yet there was still this Nazism and communism and this evil thread that seeped through as we're starting to realize and learn, which has still been prevalent around us. So we're seeing signs and one sign of God, you know, this rebirth, this America being reborn is a renaissance. A renaissance is coming because it's the art of war. It's his, uh, again, worship and music and dance and any, even our uh, own lives can be worship unto God. Mm -hmm. But they did it through the Bible. David showed us that he would often stop and encourage himself in the Lord. In the battles, they organized the bands and the musicians, and and Miriam danced, and uh, it was they knew that in the midst of a crisis, in the midst of a war, we must kneel down to our Lord, just as George Washington represented there. And it it's, uh, it's Jeff. Did you feel free if you have something to share? No, I I mean I I do, but it I it'll I'll save it for I'll save it for a little bit. We're good. Okay. Yeah. And I saw, you know, again, just that Christmas miracle in the beginning is a Christmas miracle now. And by the way, Christmas isn't over. Yeah. Christmas is not over. It shouldn't be relegated to just one month anyways. No. And and there's much, I think God was is going to breathe on that. I mm. feel him breathing on that to understand more about even what he's saying. Well, you and I were both talking backstage that we both still have all of our Christmas decorations up. <laughs> yes. Like, hey, man, I'm all about that. So, yeah. And God delights in that. And, you know, God delights in you so much out there. Uh, I, 
sort of went, you know, we, this, there's a little bit more on that to touch on, but I want to kind of go back to that whole, just like storytelling conversation in the midst of everything that's going on right now. There's just this, uh, there's this closeness of the Lord and a longing to be with us and to celebrate with us. And I had, uh, I, I, I will tell you this in 2023, and into this year, I have had more uh, shock and awe moments in, in the Lord than I think ever before. And it's shock and awe with the Lord uh, revelation from his word. It's shock and awe from uh, certain things that are actually coming to pass that he spoke to me a long time ago. And it's just this uh, the shock and awe. I've, I've had my mouth open sometimes. And sometimes it's a poem or a word that he gives right in the middle of me. Like, like one day I was home really late from a flight, like three in the morning. So the next day, um, again, I think it was a holiday. I had family around, but I'm sitting on my bed with a list of all these things to do. And I just was like, God, you're so good. Why are you so good? Even when I feel like I've fallen short or I'm just, you're just so good to me. You're so good. And I just felt him beaming just joyfully. He just loves to converse with us. And in that second, I got a poem from him that was so beautiful. And I, I, I can try to find that one as well or send it in or post it, but it was just so beautiful. It's like, why? He's so good in the midst of everything. He's sovereign, yet he's right here. And one one little story, my mom, she was a flight attendant or a stewardess in the 70s before um, I was born. And uh, she was actually uh, just had a whole encounter with the Holy Spirit while she was a flight attendant. She was raised in the Christian Missionary Alliance world, and there was a lot of strict rules they had. So she always thought, God, why can't I go to dances? They couldn't go to dances. She loved to dance. God, why do I feel like such a rebel? She was one that kind of got saved every year at church camp. But she's like, there's more to you. There's more to you. Well, God actually met her not in a church, but in her apartment when she had three days off. And she's like, God, would you show me how really, 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 really real you are? I want to know. And she would throw down her Bible. And God finally just said, I want you to just come to me as a little child. And she's like, she actually felt stupid in front of the Lord. She felt embarrassed. Like, okay, I'm going to kneel down and become like a little child. And as she did that, she said, I just want to know if there's more to you, I would be living everything for you. Not just this part. If you're real, it's all real. And my whole world would change. Mm -hmm. And by the way, she had a really good life at that point. <laughs> it just was missing something, missing something big. And uh, Holy Spirit came to her in a way that she started dancing and she'd never been able to dance like that. She started singing and she never heard herself sing like that. Wow. And all she could do was throw her hands up and say, you're really, 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 really real. And, you know, I'm sure it was much more powerful if she could mm -hmm. share it. <laughs> but when she was a flight attendant in those months and couple of years, she just did it for a few years. She said every day was an adventure with the Lord. Mm -hmm. It was like she was just on cloud nine. The Lord was just just alive in her and it changed her whole life. And one day she said uh, that she's serving on the plane and she is looking back towards the back of the airplane while she's working. And she sees Jesus with his hand up on the overhead rack. 
and he's wearing a linen outfit and he's watching her and he's just beaming, enjoying her while popping macadamia nuts in his mouth. <laughs> as one does. She said, yeah. I saw it as clear as anything. I'll wow. never forget it. I she was blown away that God was just pleased and loving, just watching her. And I think about that and it's like, that's how close and real this God of all creation is for us. Well, and I think people need to hear that and let that sink in. Like Psalm 139 says, how precious to me are your thoughts concerning me, how vast the sum of them, were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. Um, And that's not the lie is that, yeah, but you don't know what I've done. Yeah. And that's where Satan comes in. Yeah, no, but you don't, that doesn't apply to you because look what you've done. Look what you, I'm like, guys, how precious to us are his thoughts concerning us. And when you read that, like, that's why, like when I read Psalm 91, I change it to very like personal words. Like when at the end, when it says, because he loves me, says the Lord, I say, because Jeff loves me, because Andrea loves me, I will rescue them. I will protect them because they acknowledge my name, you know? And um, I think it's really important to do that with scripture, but some of you really need a fresh revelation of the fact that God thinks about you, that God loves you. And I think even yeah. with Psalm 139, uh, one, um, so I'm sorry, Psalm 34, you mentioned Psalm 34. Yes. And one of them that was highlighted in there for me, I think this applies to a lot of difficult stuff people are going through and that it's turning over. It's not like, okay, you're in it and it, you're just going to be in it. You're just going to be in the hard stuff. Verse 19 says, the righteous person may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers them from them all. And that's a promise, you guys. That's a promise we have. But specifically in regards to God thinking about you, whoever you are, whatever you're going through, difficult things, God thinks about you. Like some of you need to like say that like a hundred times over, like look yourself in the mirror and say, God thinks about me. God delights in me. God loves me. Every single one of you, there's no one that's exempt from this. Every single one of you. And that's a huge revelation, you guys, because when you know you're loved, oh my goodness, when you know you're loved, if you've been in any kind of a friendship where you know you're loved, there's a freedom that comes from that, right? If you, your spouse or your brother or your sister or a close friend, when you know you're loved, um, there's a freedom that comes from that. And how much more from our father in heaven do we receive that? Oh yeah. So true. I, um, yeah. And the other one other is uh, Psalm 34, seven, and it's the angel of the Lord and camps around those who fear him and he delivers them. Mm-hmm. And one of the excerpts I read on that is when that is mentioned in that way, how it is in Psalm 34, seven, the angel of the Lord is always speaking of Jesus of the Messiah, of Yeshua. And again, the radiance, those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. And in Exodus 34, that is the part where Moses's face was radiant, reflecting Mm -hmm. the Lord. Mm -hmm. You are a reflection of God. 
it is it is too good to be true. All of this is too good to be true, but it is true. And but it he is, is true. true. And when you're not going back. You're not going back at all. Um, I remember when uh, the Lord, when I started as a flight attendant and again on Christmas and I would go all over the world and just, it was an adventure. And I remember when, um, you know, as a young girl and even all through my childhood, my sister and I would put on plays. We were very theatrical and Mm -hmm. creative and always wrote. I've written a lot of my life journaling and some of them are so hilarious to look back on. I was like, I wrote dramatic journals. Yeah, I (laughs) end up always throwing away my journals because it's so embarrassing. Like some of them I have, I think. (laughs) Even journals from like 15 years ago, I'm like, oh, calm down, bro. Like, (laughs) (laughs) yes, yes, I read. uh, I I used to go. So as a new flight attendant, I was living in Minneapolis, and I didn't have like my own computer. It didn't even have cell phones at that point. I had a cell phone, but a lot of people were still new to getting them, and they do not work or did not work like they do now. I was so excited to get back from like seven days of flying and go to the library and check my email. And it would be even better if I got a letter in the mail, but to check my email and then I would respond and I would tell these stories of what I just experienced and I would just come alive. And there I am sitting in the library, you know, hearing from people and telling them what I'd experienced. But some of them were pretty funny. Like mm-hmm. it was it very detailed. But I remember, um, you know, when I flying and even some of the times where I didn't really get like have a camera or take a lot of pictures, but I would have uh, this feeling because I got to be in a lot of really amazing places and some all by myself like I would be in Amsterdam in uh, the main square and I'm blinking out on it where people are walking around and there's pigeons flying around and I just watch people and probably bring a journal and just watch people but I remember there came a time um, you know being creative and I always wanted to be an actress or do uh, some sort of in just drama. I, I, the only time I really did that other than in my living room and family room as a kid, making these plays with my neighbors and sister was in uh, the Philippines in YWAM. We did these dramas that were just, I, I'd never felt that feeling of being on a stage. And a lot of it was about the Lord and Jesus and people were watching. And it was like, you'd see their reaction to something you were acting out and something comes over you into you, the Lord, and you're able to just share something beyond yourself. But but I remember in those times of being alone and flying and being in these different places, and it was like God just uh, began to show me it was almost like I was in a movie. And there was a point where even after I moved to LA, I still thought, what about this film thing, this acting Mm -hmm. thing? And I sort of just didn't see it, feel it. But there was somewhere along the way, there was this place, but there was this moment that it felt like uh, something began to change. And I think a lot of you feel this at times, you feel that light of the Lord Mm. on you. And you feel like all of a sudden, you know, you are in a role. You're actually the starring role of your own life. And your life is a movie. You're going to see it one day. It's actually epic. And that's the opportunity we have right now. But I remember seeing myself like in a movie. And I I remember feeling like God is watching me. He's with me. And then I began to see it 
it really, I, I had, a, I've had incredible things that he's shown and taken me to. And I've even got to be like backstage and at awards shows and uh, at awards shows here in LA. And not that that is the big to do, but it, it was really, it's really amazing. But every single place, even when I've been in those realms, it's like, I've, I've had God with me hmm. and it just feels like this is the best show of all. But it's like life. And when we realize that our life, it like it's the most like it's a wonderful life. Even the things that look so that movie, that film, the circumstances didn't change at the end for George Bailey. It's a wonderful life. It was that whole journey and that revelation that he had impacted all of these people. He had made such an impact his whole life that when he went back and saw the world without him, it was like, oh my gosh, it was mm. dark. He had brought so much light to so many people yeah, and he hadn't even movie. thought of it. Mm. So then at the end, and he's got the angel, Clarence mm -hmm. there, and Clarence is the one showing him this, but it's at that end, he's at his end and he's ready to just give it all up and... Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. And he's taken back to that moment where in the natural, the only thing that changed in his circumstances was people had rallied and all come together. So the miracle was happening even while he was having that whole experience. But it's a wonderful life. And it's a wonderful life for you. And God has the most amazing things in store for everybody listening. Um, he's got amazing things in store for our nation. And I just, I feel like there's so many, like I even, when I heard, you're not going back, you're not going back. When we hear that and don't feel it or even think about it, I just want to encourage us all to see it because I actually saw myself in much different settings than I can picture myself. But if you believe and you begin to think on it and pray about it, but really picture it happening and God can take you from here to here. We're seeing him do that with a lot of people, even that we know. And, but I just want to encourage you, no matter what it looks like, you're not going back. We are going into something completely brand new, completely brand new. Mm -hmm. It's not going to look or feel the same. It may feel scary. It's probably going to be like you're out on a limb in some ways. Some of you are, or you're in an unfamiliar territory. Well, they were when they were crossing the Delaware mm -hmm. and on the battlefield with, uh, during World War II. They needed divine providence and a miracle. But I just see so many things beginning to come and and that message of believe it's it, when we we believe in jesus because we see and know what happened but see that same level of faith um hebrews 11 1 that same level of faith it is a legal it's like a legal decree and it's a legal decree over you and i and hebrews 11 1 it's now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. And the end of Hebrews 11, it's the last few scriptures. And it's speaking of those that went before us and those that didn't make it. Um, those that the saints of old and those that didn't make it. These were all commended for their faith. 
yet none of them received what had been promised. God had planned something better for us so that only together with us would they be made perfect. And that's those that went before, and that's those that are not here on the earth right now. Let's see if I can move up just a little bit. Um, so thank you, Lord. Thank you that we are not going back. Scripture in Isaiah, it's Isaiah 43, 19. This is what the Lord says. It's 43, 16 through 19. This is what the Lord says. He who made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters, who drew out the chariots and horses, the army and reinforcements together, and they lay there never to rise again, extinguished, snuffed out like a wick. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing, and now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Do not look back. Do not look back. Uh, when you have everything on the line, you have everything on the line. And I just want to bless, just bless everybody, no matter what you are in the midst of. There is your, your promises and what God has for you is certain. Come on. It's certain. Yep. And in Hebrews 11.1, 1, that is uh, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen, also legal terminology. And so much of the Bible, have you noticed, is in the New Testament and the Old Testament, a lot in the Old Testament is war. It's warriors, it's battlefields. The New Testament, we see a lot of court, a lot of legal. We do see the battles too. Mm -hmm. But that's what we're in and that's what we're made for. And um, I did get a, I have a, I think I have a poem to share. Yeah, absolutely. So this one, um, you know, I, there's actually two. So I'll read one and then I'll read the other one just after it. Okay. So this is our nation born again, America, which is being reborn again. I, I wrote it on October 16th, America, 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 you were called to be a light, to shine brightly and bring hope even in the dark of night. The world will see and look to thee for promise for today. The hope you bring to the suffering will not be cast away. America, take your place in the nations of the earth. You'll lead the way to a brighter day and we'll see the nations turn. America, your flag, it waves a sign for all to see, a symbol of the strong and brave who fought to keep us free. May we not forget those who signed their names to secure our liberty. They gave it all and were unashamed to stand for God and our country. America, America, God shed his grace on thee and crown thy good with brotherhood from sea to shining sea. Hmm. And in that, God is doing something in our land. And even now, with where uh, President Trump has stood and led, he's led an army, he's led a people. And I, I believe that most of us can see now that there are, um, he has been, he has been the leader that God chose for this time. Kim Clement prophesied it. Many others have. 
This is the David, this David that God chose. And part of what God said when he spoke through Kim Clement about his David was that he would fool the people. God would fool the people. So we see this man, President Trump, that was raised up. And to encourage you with some signs in this, you know, right now in our country, in our nation, and really the world, we're seeing that, that Epstein list being rolled out. Yeah, it's a big uh, deal. This is a really big deal. And this is long coming to be made public in the way that it's coming. Mm -hmm. You know, we have a lot of things coming to the surface right now, whether it's about uh, the mandates, like we're seeing a military petition go around for those that were forced to uh, comply with mandates. There's, um, I'm going to be sharing more about that on uh, in the future and on my social media. Good. But uh, I want everybody to realize that, um, excuse me, that there is this, uh, the reality of, of human trafficking and, and child trafficking and exploitation is uh, so real. And some of it has been underground. And even as some of what we see with images that are really all over and more to come out, I'm sure, of the, the Jeffrey Epstein and the Epstein Island and other locations. Yeah. Well, where some of it has been and is underground. Um, and some are all around us and they're still enslaved, but they're hidden in plain sight. So there's needs to be an, uh, there needs to be peoples and strategies and plans. And there are being raised up and Elijah streams and Elijah fire give to so much that combat human trafficking, mm -hmm. as well as helping care for those that have been victim to it. But we're seeing now, um, you know, it's a victory that there, that this is coming to the forefront for justice to come. And it's also a time to remember the reality that there are children and people that have lost their lives to this. And their voices, I believe, um, and their, uh, the Lord, you know, they're that force of God, that love, that constant worship in heaven, the most wonderful eternity we've ever imagined is, is there. And he's got them. There's, there's, they're, they're in him and they're with him yet for them. And as their voice in the earth now, what they endured and what many fought for that have also lost their lives, because there are those that have fought this that are also in heaven and not here. Mm -hmm. I think it's really important that we remember their lives, honor them, speak as a voice for those that don't have a voice anymore. But remember, um, God is so in this. And just to just to let you know, just besides the Epstein um, thing coming to the forefront and a lot of other truths, there's also uh, on December uh, let's see, on December 18th, 2023, one of Donald Trump's executive orders was extended. So we see this kind of public regime that's looking like the presidency now. Mm -hmm. This, they would not extend this executive order that I'm about to read unless it was all part of a plan. So the executive order is executive order 13818. And this is just one of Donald Trump's executive orders that was uh, related to human trafficking and human rights abuse. But on December 20, 2017, this was signed by President Donald Trump, and it was blocking the property of persons involved in serious human rights or corruption. And it's because 
he recognized when he signed this that the human rights abuse and corruption worldwide and in our nation were and are a threat to our national security and beyond, even worldwide. And I think that will just let you know as another signpost of where we are of taking back our nation. Mm -hmm. We're taking back something that the enemy tried to kill. And we are going to rebuild. Yeah. And I'm telling you, there's so much good that's coming. And you were born for this. You were made for this moment. From the beginning of time, God has you here for that purpose, for this purpose, not only for your own, uh, what God made you to be, but you are here as a person in history that is part of this movement to take back our nation, take back our freedoms, to take back and protect our children and people and our land. And we are going to do it. We're going to do it. Amen. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing that that executive order, because it was such an effort uh, when, um, when, uh, you know, Biden came into office and, and all of that, it was, there was such an effort to undo everything that Trump did. And the fact that that got extended, you know, yes. and then there was no, no effort to, I mean, maybe there was behind the scenes, but um, to hinder that because we saw the, the, the intensity uh, when sound of freedom came out, we saw the yes. intensity of this resistance to this message, which I found interesting because obviously you work in anti-human trafficking. I've done some, some, um, yeah. nowhere near the level, um, to, to you or some other people, but, um, this has been a well-documented issue for a long time. Yeah. And, um, you know, when I started raising awareness and stuff, it was 2007. So, I mean, this is in, there were people doing stuff before then, but it's a long documented thing and people were acting like this was some conspiracy this some like thinking i'm like guys this is old news like this is well documented there are organizations that make it their life's goal and have been doing it for over a decade now so to come out here just because it was you know uh i guess maybe more conservative leaning effort to raise awareness on this is not a good look and so we could see the the spirit in you know the spirit behind all of this, um, doing nefarious things and trying to to cover this. So to so to see an executive order like this extended and then stay that way is, yeah. is obviously a divine thing. So totally. And I'm glad you brought up Sound of Freedom because um, Sound of Freedom was though I I believe that that was a signpost as well. Oh yeah. This, the release of Sound of Freedom came. And it did highlight children, but it had to start by being highlighted by, by us learning about the children. Mm -hmm. that, was, that was also needed. And the sound of freedom, I remember getting the scriptures in First Chronicles, and it was about the, the sound that David was going up after the Philistines, after he'd inquired of the Lord. And it was the Lord said, yes, go, but... Instead of going right up to the front, go around the back and come to the front of the balsam trees, which kind of makes me think about 360 now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. But that was the strategy he gave. And when you hear the sound of the marching, 
on the tops of the tree, the mulberry tree, sometimes it says poplar tree or a different tree, that will be your sound that the Lord has gone before you. And it was, it was the, the, that heaven had, heaven would be making that sound upon the tree. So when the sound of freedom came, I believe it was that sound that was the go for this that we're now in now. It was actually came before the Israel war was made public by a month, two months, I think. It came before a lot of this real push we've seen and a lot of the things that are coming out into the surface now. But it was also about the tree was uh, Kim Clement had had given words about the oak tree. And you can look those up on his website, kimclement.com, the database, and you can search certain words like Trump or oak tree or even um, many, many things. But Elon, the name of first name of Elon Musk means oak tree in Hebrew. So Kim Clement speaks and prophesies about look to the oak tree. Well, what happened with that sound, that marching on the tops of the trees, we saw sound begin to even grow on the oak tree of Elon Musk and X. And then the whole platform's name changed. Everything was changed to be this place. And the branches are literally representative, I believe, in one way of the branches of the military that are in this plan with God and with man together. And there are people that have been hidden and put in places that are bringing about all this justice that we see. We see the political prisoners from January 6th Mm -hmm. and the justice that's coming out about this narrative that people were so sure was the opposite, that they were bad, that they did this violent thing. No, justice is coming. Justice is coming in the military. I believe justice is coming for so many things where there were the the mandates and uh, really this uh, element of human trafficking. Part of the definition is force, fraud, and coercion. So there's this way our nation was sought to be trafficked and so were our people and children hmm. in a physical way and in a symbolic way. Mm-hmm. But uh, there are also many others. Um, one is Julian Assange. He was one that really uh, paid a price and is currently in prison unless something has changed. He's in prison and he has been fighting for his life in uh, the Belmarsh prison, prison in uh, England, in the United Kingdom. And he is the one that really paid the price by not really seeking to expose government crime. He just caught, he just sought to tell the news and expose the truth. And that's what he was put in prison for. And he is one that is why we are seeing a lot of this truth come out right now and others and many yeah. other whistleblowers. Yeah, Edward Snowden and... Yeah, so keep... Too, yeah. Keep them in your prayers. Um, keep Donald Trump in your prayers. God chose him and and he did say yes to God. Mm, yeah. He said, yes, here am I, send me. He did. And God is so proud of him and his army and his family. And when the world begins to see more of this, um, it, it will be such a historic revelation and a piece of history that's not, it's going to be remembered for all of time. Mm-hmm. And all of heaven oh, is yeah. focused on this right yeah. now. Undeniable. Uh, Andrea, before we close, uh, you had said you had two poems and you only read one of them. And I wanted to give you a chance to highlight that other one. Okay. So, yes. 
this one was actually written on the morning uh, the morning that President Trump made the announcement that he was going to give an announcement on November 15 of 2022. So it was the morning before he announced his continual candidacy as president of the United States, which I believe that he's already been operating in as a commander in chief. And uh, especially by seeing some of these executive orders and what we're seeing really rolled out right now. So hidden in plain sight, hidden in plain sight into the dark of night, we took back what was stolen. We conquered evil with the light as the stars that sing in chorus brought us comfort in the fight. Our Lord God, he went before us with great power and with might. The victory draws near. Can you feel it? Do you hear? The sounds, the songs of freedom and the hope that fills the air. They usher in his glory and he takes away all fear. For he will heal and will restore the fortunes of our land. The battles won. The treasures deep, the battles won, we will soon understand. The mysteries unfolding, we walk with him hand in hand. For God and man together is forever his great plan. And I think that represents, you know, all of us. It represents President Trump and what he has done. It represents our nation where we're at right now has to do with this number 34 and miracle on 34th street. We're taking back something and we're doing it with God in his providence. So please continue to pray and believe because this involves every single one of us. I go to the airports and I'm not going to lie, even though I'm carrying belief and faith in my heart and I can't, I can't not have joy right now. It's just there. It's in me every day and the belief. But when I walk into an airport and I see uh, what's happened and the multi-gender bathrooms and the masks on and just it's like all of a sudden it feels like something shift like really is very noticeable. Um, Just some of the infringement and the way things appear. um, if many of you have been in airports or flying lately, you, I'm sure you've seen this in some of your cities too. But at the same time, I can't help but see signs of God and this plan everywhere I look. The news has started to shift all channels. A lot of it is just talking about President Trump. Of course. But there's this, uh, please don't be alarmed. Continue to pray. There is a war going on. I, I know that there is. It, we are in a wartime, and, and President Trump is a wartime president. Yeah. A lot of the war that we feel, and even like you said earlier, Jeff, the lies and just some of what we see is this information warfare that we've been told. A lot of people have been sharing on this, and it's all this clash of information. And so, just remember to uh, to keep light, keep believing. If you need to watch a Christmas movie, put a Christmas movie Do on it. and sing. There's this constant flow of God. He's singing. There's there's songs every day for you. There's yeah. beauty every day. Yeah. And and we can remember those that went before and lost their lives. And also, as we remember them, as we think on them and honor them, we are honoring God and honoring them by taking up what we have to do. 
in this moment. And I tell you what, that's when heaven invades. That's when miracles happen that just blow you away. They're happening and they're going to continue to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, something, I, I think that's it too, is like, like choosing joy and it's not delusion. Um, no. you know, and, and a, a, a verse that I absolutely love is Psalm 1611. And it says in your presence is fullness of joy. Yes. And yes. so I think it's about shifting our perspective too, of not being like, well, I feel like every single time I have to, cause I'm not perfect. Every single time I talk to God, I have to let him know all of my errors of my ways. I have to let him know all of my problems and which it like he doesn't know, you know, and, and the fact that he still delights in us and loves us. Um, it's so important, but just yes, remembering Lord. like if you are not charged, recharged from being in your presence with it, being in the presence of the Lord, like. Some things need to shift. Some maybe you need fresh revelation. Maybe you need something. But Psalm sixteen eleven promises us: in your presence is fullness, fullness, yes, total fullness of joy. Um, and you know, Scripture promises us that because of what Jesus did, you know, He tore the 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 veil to the holy of holies, and Scripture says we can now approach the throne of grace boldly. Um, that's, uh, all of us who've said yes to Jesus, all of us who have accepted him in the atonement of our sins, all of us can enter in and Satan wants to keep you in shame over things that you've already been forgiven for. Yes. And so we can enter into his inner courts. We can enter into his presence and receive that joy. Um, and so some of you do need that recharging. Um, so Andrea, uh, feel free to add to that, but I also would love for you to pray for people. Um, yeah, yeah, there's some people that really need, really need a fresh revelation. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, that's so true, Jeff. Um, there's joy. I, I don't know how to explain it, but this joy is there all the time for us. The joy of the Lord is our strength. And Zephaniah 3.17 says that the Lord rejoices over us with singing. Hmm. And if you look into that or even more interpretations of that, it's he rejoices over you with absolute dancing and celebration. <laughs> I just had this memory come. And I, I remember... Um, I live near the beach in Southern California, and sometimes I go out on this beach running or walking or skipping or whatever, and nobody's around. It's like it's Frolicking. my own beach. It's so amazing. And I'll put music in and then run in and out of the waves. I just have so much fun being in the sun and like splashing and, you know, you just get that exhilaration. And then, of course, yeah. you have to have the sound off, too, so you can hear the sound of the waves. I remember one day going down and I looked to the left and looked to the right. There's nobody on this beach but me. And it's a huge expanse. And I had been, you know, some I'll put in like I love movie scores and like kind of, you know, all the the just classic ones that make you feel like you're in a superhero movie or something, mm -hmm. but really beautiful music. 
And some, a lot of times I associate that and think of the beach because I'm always like listening to it there. But I remember looking out, just kind of standing still in the ocean, looking out and I'd been running and honestly, like I said, skipping and dancing and just sort of like enjoying. And uh, I remember all of a sudden, all of these dolphins started hopping all, I mean, the whole expanse. Whoa. And they usually, they usually, they usually travel in like a pod, a family. Mm -hmm. I think it's a pod of dolphins. I can't remember. Whatever it is, a cluster. <laughs> and then it was almost like they were being orchestrated. Wow. Like an orchestra. Cool. And there are spinner dolphins. It's like they're twirling dancers that come up out of the, the water. And a whole like show on display just for me happened. And, yeah, and like, would God not do that? He's like, nobody, oh, Andrea's going to love this. I'm gonna... Nobody's seen this. But you yeah. know what? That area happens to be an area I run and walk all the time. And it is amazing, like being in nature and just seeing. I just you feel like it, it was a God thing. Like that mm -hmm. was so cool. Mm -hmm. I wish I could show it to you all. Yeah. But there is so much joy in his presence. And that's something I think walking through, you know, being part of uh, a team of people where I would help teach on how to recognize human trafficking and also learn from and really spend a lot of time around uh, survivors and hearing their stories and really just being with them. Mm -hmm. That's one of the greatest honors of my life because mm -hmm. they're my heroes. I've learned so much. But honestly, just being with them and, and then seeing the childlikeness that God can restore in, in them, it's a process, this healing. But it's just changed me forever. And it gives me so much hope for what God wants and is going to do for others. But I, I notice, you know, the joy is something that I just uh, he's I guess it's a grace, the joy of the Lord in, in my heart. I wake up really happy, like I wake up and I just. Honestly, even when things are going wrong or or like there's something big happening, I just wake up and I, I just I maybe I asked for this at some point, but I just feel a joy and I feel like thank you, God, that I just feel so thankful for him. Mm. He's my everything. Mm. And I just feel like he wants you all to know that you're his everything. Yeah. He would have done it all just for you. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. Now, back to the show. You are his everything. God's going to be honoring many of you in this time. He's going to be honoring those that were hidden and bringing you to the very front. And Isaiah 61 is coming alive. Isaiah 61, God is announcing... <laughs> He's announcing to those that have been in captivity. He is announcing to his people freedom. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners. And Lord, we just proclaim that right now. Freedom for the captives and release, Lord. Release for your prisoners. Mm -hmm. I pray for the release of Julian Assange. I pray for the release of prisoners of war, including the January 6th people and their families, God, that they were unjustly imprisoned. Mm -hmm. And I announce this, God, because you said we can do this. We can announce something in your name. And you said to proclaim freedom for the captives 
and release from darkness for the prisoners. You know, God's going to do Isaiah 61 this year and many of us. And Isaiah 61, 7, instead of their shame, my people will receive a double portion. And instead of disgrace, they will rejoice in their inheritance. And so they will inherit a double portion in their land and everlasting joy will be theirs. This is verse seven and eight. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and iniquity and my faithfulness I will reward them and make an everlasting covenant with them. And your descendants will be known. And many of you, your shame is about to be turned completely around to honor. God will give Amen. you double portion, yeah. honor instead of shame. That's good. So we just proclaim right now, freedom, Lord, to each one yeah. of us to say, I'm not going back. We're not going back. I say, you're not going back. We're going into the new mm -hmm. hand in hand with God because it's God and man together. And just like you purposed from the beginning of time, we are taking this nation back. We are taking this earth back. We are taking our children back. We are taking our children back. Yeah. We proclaim freedom for the children in this nation and worldwide. Yes, Lord. Children are going to be born. People are going to be born. They're being born and their very hearts and lives and purposes will echo the lives of many that went before us and were lost. Mm -hmm. And we do just thank you, Lord, for restoring justice in this land. And whether it's happened already or whether it's yet to come or whether some of it's happening right now, we just declare the chains to be broken, prison doors open orphans to be restored and the lonely placed in families. And I decree over each person, you are enough. Please know that the Lord would put on a display of dolphins for you. If you love horses, he would cause you to be standing there and he would bring horses around you. If you love food, he would be preparing the best meal. Let's say I've just seen a lasagna and just this beautifully set Italian dinner. Or if you love to barbecue, I just see him out there enjoying you at the barbecue. Whatever is your happy spot or thing, even especially the unspiritual things or seemingly unspiritual things, God is beaming at you. Please, please know that he has everything to give you this year. It's the year of the open door. It's the year of the open door and it's still Christmas and it's still the new year. And today, right now is the first day of the rest of your life. Anything can happen. Hmm. If it looks impossible, what comes to you in dreams or things. Believe for that. Believe for that because I know that I felt challenged by pictures I started to see. And I thought, oh, me, I just felt like. You're not going back. You're going into something completely new. Let it, let the new come, Lord. Let the new come and let it be. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm so thankful for those that have given their all. And I'm so thankful for this platform because this uh, Elijah Streams and Elijah Fire were a very pivotal thing in a miracle of a, a family and a person that I know very well. And she said, I don't know what I would have done hmm. without, without this, this here. Mm -hmm. Thank you to Steve and yeah. Doreen and all of Elijah Fire and Elijah Streams. It's so pivotal. But even to you, I would say, 
dream big, Jeff. Yeah. It, it, it's, I got a couple. <laughs> <laughs> I got a couple. It's going to be big and yeah. dream big. Everyone dreams so big that it would be God to bring it to pass. Yeah. That's and, what he wants you to do. Right. And I mean, like people need to know, like, it's not like, I'm not exempt from this either. Like the, there's things that I'm like, all right, like I'm believing for these things, this, this, and this. And, um, uh, and I, I actually, I'll be honest. I'm still in the process with the Lord of analyzing things and, and allowing this sifting process to happen with that thing to go, no, that element is something that I could do on my own. This thing has something I could do on my own, but there's something in there that is an is a key ingredient that that only God could in, God could introduce to the mix of this thing for it to actually even get life to it. Um, and so I'm even still in the process of it's okay if you there's some things that come to your mind and you're like, mm, I know I still feel like that's something that I could do on my own but stay engaged in this process of allowing the Lord to sift through those things and go, no, like, let me show you what you really mean by this, you know, or this desire you have, it actually is this it's rooted in this. It's not this thing that you think it is. And so um, just be patient with yourself, but stay engaged with the Lord as he kind of shows us like he, God wants all of us to, I mean, cause that's kind of the name. Um, yeah. Illumination said, you don't need to complete the list in the first week of January, add things in March or whatever. You could be in middle of the yeah. year and God could still be like, Oh, God could show you, Oh, that's what this actually is that, that this heart's desire. But I think th the reason why I feel like this is so important is because like I said earlier, in the same way, you know, yesterday's show, Chris and I went through a lot of the things that we're facing in America, a lot of the challenges within the church, and and the message of hope behind it was God is going to fix these things. He is going to make them new. He is going to do these things, and they're things that only he could do, but that's also mirrored in each of our individual lives as well. So whatever that is, you know, whatever that is, Andrea, in your life, in my life viewers, whatever it is, or listeners, whatever it is in your life, illumination, you know, uh, to, to, to really put, mm. put those desires on the line in faith with God and be like, God, I'm going to be super vulnerable with you. Uh, and, and yeah, maybe even there are going to be some things that God's like, no, this one's between you and me. And all I want you to do is write it down. Um, and date it or whatever. But then there are also going to be areas that's going to take faith to go, Hey, I'm believing God for this and, to, and to have the courage to share some of these things with, with people around you that you trust. Yeah. Um, as a way of speaking it out in faith of going like, I'm believing for this. And th those people, some of them might go, yeah, that's a big one. That's a big one, but you know what? I'm going to stand with you in faith, you know? Yeah. Um, better yet. If people are taken back by it. Exactly. Yeah. And I think in that moment, there's something really, really powerful about us seeing and pulling out the treasure in those around us, because then we get to be a part of it together, which is really, I think that's the best part mm -hmm. because you know how, when you give a gift, sometimes that's more fun than receiving a gift or oh, maybe. I, yeah, I, I I'm, <laughs> I'm there with you. I mean, receiving gifts is cool, but. 
man, giving gifts. Yeah. Like, you can remember the feeling you, know, you felt more. Wait. I think. I yeah. can't wait until this person gets this. You know? Yeah. And that's the, that's it. It's like this beautiful exchange, this receiving and giving gifts. Mm-hmm. But to be honest, like we need you, we need the treasure that's inside of you and yeah. those that are around us. I think it's, it's just like that treasure hunt. Like, I feel like that is so important. Sometimes we forget to do it just because we're trying to figure out things for ourselves, but uh, it's just so beautiful when mm-hmm. that, when that happens. And, um, and I think that kind of when the, the nature of God is so, so good that, that when my mom shared that story about Jesus beaming, smiling at her and with macadamia nuts, just like enjoying her because mm-hmm. she was feeling the Lord. She was in this moment of like new, mm-hmm. kind of just a whole new thing in her mm-hmm. life. But I just feel like that is so powerful to feel that God is with us. He wants to hear our dreams too. And when I, before I came on this show, a couple of weeks leading up to it, I was like, God, what do you want? What, first I thought, what do people need to hear? What would be the right for people to hear? And it's like, Lord, what do you want to share? Mm-hmm. What's on your heart? Yeah. And I just kept hearing this, keep coming. What do you want to share? what do you want to share? Like just this. And I think I asked it several times. I'm like, and, but I kept hearing that over and over and over. And mostly I just felt that I wanted to share just the joy of the Lord. And then this thing, this message about believing and this new that we're going into. And he really prepared this time for all of us. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I also really was hoping it would be a conversation. Mm -hmm. Jeff, with you and I, and with everybody that's with us, you're here because you're, you were meant to be here. Mm. It's just for you. This yeah. message is for you. Yeah. That was a good one, you guys. And just, yeah, maybe some of you guys need to write down this reminder, just even what the title of this episode is, is you are not going back and just really asking the Lord what that means for you. Cause some of you guys may feel a stirring in your spirit. Don't quite know what it is, but you do feel this stirring in your spirit to really take some time to ask the Lord, God, what does this mean for me? What does this mean for my role in all of this? Um, and uh, yeah, be, be, be brave, be courageous, believe in faith, all of those things. So, yes. well, Andrea, this is fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing. Um it's really encouraging. I know just seeing the comments, a lot of people are just like, wow, like this is, this is what I needed, but just really like, guys, you're loved. Like yeah. whatever you're doing, stop, look, look at me or stop what you're doing. Yes. If you're listening yes, to this yes. and just listen, like you are loved, you are loved by the creator of the yeah. universe and you are enough and you need to know that you need to accept that you are enough. And you are loved and God delights in you. And he thinks of you. If you need to go read Psalm 139, go read Psalm 139. If you need to read that those last couple of verses in Psalm 91, go read those. Because, he lo- because they love me, says the Lord, I will rescue them. I will protect them because they acknowledge my name. They will call on me and I will answer them. I will be with them in trouble. With long life, I will satisfy them 
and show them my salvation. And what's the prerequisite? Because they love me, says the Lord, I will rescue them. That's it. They acknowledge my name. Those are the prerequisites because you love God and because you acknowledge his name. So anyways, you guys, this is good, that's good news. Powerful. No, do not listen to the enemy. He's a loser. He's going to say no, loser. but not you, which is the dumbest thing ever. Why would you listen to that loser who yeah. was in the presence of God and chose to abandon it for his own personal gain? And now he's miserable and he wants every single one of you to be miserable. Why would you listen to someone like that? Everybody has people around them or has known people who are miserable and want everybody else to be miserable. And how much so on a cosmic level, Satan, who saw God, who was in his presence and chose it for his own personal gain. And now he wants you to be miserable Mm -hmm. because he is miserable. Why do you want to listen to that loser? Yes. No, listen to God who created us, who created everything. God of heaven and earth, Alpha and the Omega, who loves you and desires you to be in relationship with him and delights in you. And he sent his son so that you could be in communion with him again. Come on, guys. This is good news. This is really good news. So don't He's listen so to that good. loser. Don't listen to that stupid loser. He's going to do everything he can to keep you miserable. And you don't want to, like, God doesn't want you miserable. <laughs> so if you're feeling miserable, know that that's not God. Okay. So, anyways. Yes, Jeff. That I get angry about this. <laughs> and it's so tormenting to darkness yeah. and the enemy yeah. when we just bounce back, bounce back from something and choose to believe. But that was powerful. Dude, I, I thank yeah. you, Jeff. That was just a bolt of something. Yeah. <laughs> it was a well, bolt I love of it. The, Eve, Eve the she said in. Psalm 139 that I, I got her hooked on it. It's just like a really cool man. That's awesome. Yes. It's just like, I really just want people to to believe this. And like, guys, I've been challenged in this too. All these things I talk about are things I'm actively walking through deeper revelation of or being attacked in or things that I've recently walked through. And I can actually say that for a lot of the people that are on this show, it's the same thing. Like this, they're actively walking through this stuff. A lot of, you know, you guys are my friends that are on this show and I know that you're going through your own stuff and you come and you share these powerful revelations. Um, and that's what makes it even more powerful. You guys is that there's this, um, there's a lot of power because it's in the moment, like these things that we're all going through, yeah. Andrea, myself, Krista, Elisha, Krista Bullock, oh, yeah. Andrew Whalen, everybody like it, these are active things we're all going through and, and fresh revelation, you know? So, Oh, and I yeah. just feel so honored to be here. Like, because God has done so much, <laughs> Yes, I am very, very real. And there's all kinds of stuff. I, I can't say some of it, but there has just been absolute miracles. Like I said, happens even over this Christmas season mm-hmm. and have really, but you know what? God honors even a little bit of faith. And I just think he's done so many things, so many things that has just blown me away um, because I've been in some very scary and difficult positions sometimes. And he's, always been faithful. Mm-hmm. So I know he's going to be faithful in the other things, even though, yeah, there's some things out there that are uh, new for me. And I know it. I feel it. I actually feel like, okay, this, this word, you are not going back. You're going to uh, something completely new. 
Yeah. Yeah. Come on. It's exciting, but you sort of feel like you're on a roller coaster. Yeah. Ooh, or maybe yeah. literally on a high dive or something. Yeah. But yeah, Jeff, that's so good. It's we I and thank you, Lord. We just honor you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. We still say happy birthday to you because every day we want to celebrate you. And it is because of this. I mean, all of heaven worships the Lord and and he's here with us in our, well, we can't wait for us when we, to wake up and he's with us mm-hmm. and he never leaves us. He'll never leave us or forsake us. Yeah. It's, it's really too good to be true, but he is faithful yeah. and true. It's too good to be true, but it is true. It is true. Yeah. So, um, Andrea, how can people follow you? Obviously you're the co-founder of Sierra Cares Foundation. So there's a Instagram for that. There's a website for that. So yes, SierraCaresFoundation.org. And I want to thank you, Elijah Fire, Elijah Streams, and every single person out there that has supported, prayed for, and given to this cause. Um, So real quick recap. Since its start in 2019, we've helped to bring back, we've worked to bring back over 2,200 women and children, mostly women and girls from uh, Middle East and, and some from other locations back to Sierra Leone. And we're still uh, able to serve 100 children that are orphaned or they're um, right with their families because of their parents not being alive. And we're able to sponsor them in school and uh, clothing and just had a wonderful Christmas for both survivors and the children in Sierra Leone. So thank you. God is breathing on that. It's a miracle. Like we've been talking about miracles. God has done miracles. And mm. Elijah Streams and Elijah Fire have been a big part of that miracle. It's an honor. So SierraCaresFoundation.org to learn more. I am on Instagram. Um, you can find me, Andrea Hobart, on both Instagram and Facebook. I am also on X. And it's. I think this is a platform where I would encourage many of you to go to as other platforms are beginning to show their colors of what they've been involved in and censoring. Um, X is at least with Elon. Has, they're striving to really uh, bring truth. And um, we're seeing a lot of that. So I'm on X, uh, Andrea Hobart 414. Um, you can sort of find me by my first and last name in all of these platforms. Mm-hmm. And then I just want to thank you. I, at the very last, um, I have a note and I really want to say this. Happy birthday to Anna. Her birthday was on December 24th. She is one of yes. our friends here. And yeah, uh, we just love you, Anna. And uh, all of you, I'm, you're the best part of this. Jeff mm-hmm. Illumination, the team, and all of you people are so encouraging and I love you and I bless you. Wish you the best start to this. No turning back new year. 2024. Come on now. So everybody have a blessed, blessed Thursday. I, I, you know, for a large portion today, I thought it was Wednesday and then I realized it was Thursday. I was (laughs) like, this is good news. This is really good news. Um, that the having Monday off threw me off this week. So, um, guys be blessed. Uh, tune in tomorrow, which is Friday. Uh, for a last episode of the week, it's David Schramm. David Schramm is back, who's Krista Elisha's husband. And I love David. It's a good friend of mine. And it's been a long time since he's been on the show. So I'm excited. I'm very excited. So it's going to be a great, great time. That's it. <laughs> the, uh, says the bromance returns. Yes, it does. Absolutely. I love David. Um, so uh, we were like, look, we met. We were like instant bros. The second we met, we're like, Dude, love it. Where have you been my whole life? Um, 
So, uh, yeah, that's going to be great. That's at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. We love you guys, and we'll see you tomorrow. Okay, bye. Bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today. 